So good morning, Blue Water Mission. Uh, my name is Jason Koide. I've been part of Blue Water for about seven years since uh, kind of the beginning before nightlife. And this has always been like one of my favorite services. Uh, prophecy service for me has been a time where I've seen God move in my life, but also seeing God move in the body of Christ. I think even uh, as TJ and his small group had the mush pot, uh, one thing we saw, right, is that there were themes that were happening in those words, that what was being said about, um, sorry, brother Alex over there, some of the things that were being said, they kind of tied together, right? The body of Christ in some ways was working as one to affirm the things that God is doing in Alex's life and some of the gifts and characteristics uh, that God has given to Alex. And that's always been kind of my favorite thing about prophecy service is to see how the body of Christ comes together and kind of works together to be an encouragement and to build up one another. Um, can I open us up in prayer uh, real fast? More for myself than for you guys because we already prayed, yeah? Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today, Lord Jesus. I pray, Father, that your spirit would be present, that we would already begin to feel you in our hearts, in our minds, and in our spirits. And Je Jesus, you would begin to work. Uh, so Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come, that you would fill this room from the floor to the ceiling, from wall to wall. I pray, Father, that your presence would be felt and it would be thick and that we would have open hearts and open minds to hear all the words that you would give to us today. I pray, Father, for myself that as uh, you have been speaking to me, Lord Jesus, let me only share uh, from what you have given to me. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. We give it all up to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so uh, it's good to be back. Uh, if you guys didn't know, I was traveling uh, with a bunch of other people from this church to this conference called Urbana. And I wanted to start off uh, today by just saying thank you to Blue Water Mission. Uh, thank you guys for the support that you've given. Uh, we went to this conference, Urbana. There was like 16,000 young adult college students gathering to worship. A quick testimony of some of the things that God did is uh, at Urbana this year, 681 people gave their life to Jesus and committed to following him. That's a good moment, right? That's a good testimony. Uh, also, about 5,000, just over 5,000 people committed to serving Jesus, to serving the Lord, to going into a cross-cultural missions context for a short-term, one- to two-week uh, time frame. Praise God. 5,000 people committed to going overseas for short-term. Uh, and I want to say thank you because we came up here a little while, like about a month ago, to share some prayer requests. Uh, we had a bake sale, and you guys supported that through your prayers and through your financial giving. Uh, so all that was made possible by you guys and your prayers and the way that God heard your prayers. So thank you for your support. Uh, again, it, it is an honor uh, to be speaking to you guys today. Uh, it's an honor uh, to be speaking on this Sunday, this prophecy service. I, I shared earlier that this is in some ways my favorite service. Uh, in some ways, the gift of prophecy has been something that God has used in my life to sharpen me, to direct me. I, I would even dare say that prophecy, uh, in the last seven years of my life, hearing the voice of God and acting in obedience has been the most shapeful and changeful thing in my faith journey over the last seven years. Uh, so I wanted to share with you guys today three stories. Uh, two of them are my stories. One is from the Bible. I hear it in churches 
kind of good to go to the Bible. Uh, but I wanted to share three stories and really pull together what are some of the observations and wisdoms uh, that we can get from these stories. What are the, some of the experiences I've had in this area of prophecy uh, that God has really sharpened and honed me through? Uh, so my first story uh, is actually how it all kind of began for me. Uh, when I was a college student back in 2007, 2008, you know, the years kind of blend together, so I kind of forgot. Uh, but back in 2007, 2008, as a college student, I went on a missions trip uh, with InterVarsity, and we partnered with uh, Blue Water Mission to send a team uh, to Bangladesh and Thailand. And what that kind of looked like was we were basically following Jordan around, listening to his teaching. Uh, but there were moments, there were moments on that trip where uh, the Lord totally scared me uh, through Jordan. And those were moments when Jordan would say something to the extent of he'd give this great sermon, give this talk uh, to like missionaries in Bangladesh or missionaries in Thailand. And then you invite us college students, right, 18 to 20-year-olds, to come up. And he would say, uh, now I'm going to invite up my ministry team, and they're going to heal, pray over you, and prophesy over you. That was the first time I've ever done anything like that. I've been a Christian most of my life, uh, but that was really the first time uh, when I felt kind of scared in my faith. Not sure what was going to happen next. I think some of it was grace. Again, we're in Bangladesh, so not everyone speaks English. So I kind of, in my rational mind, thought to myself, well, you can say stuff. They might not understand it, but God will use it. Uh, but it was in that time uh, where we saw healings through prayers. We saw deliverances. And we heard back feedback that the words of, the prophetic words we were giving were encouraging to the people who were receiving them. Uh, we got so much feedback that for me, it was my first time doing something like that. But it began to, in my mind, think, hmm, there might be something there. Uh, fast forward about two years later, and I'm starting to graduate from college, getting ready, thinking about, God, what will you have me do uh, after this? Where will I go? What do you want me to do? Really seeking after God uh, for direction. Uh, at that time, I had been kind of walking in this prophetic gift, walking through blue water uh, for the last two years. And one thing I learned is that God speaks. Uh, that when we ask God to speak into our lives and we create that space, uh, God is willing to step in and use that space. Uh, so as I was graduating college, uh, my inner varsity staff uh, worker, my, my mentor, Brenda Wong, asked me, uh, would you consider coming on staff? And I was like, all right, I need to pray about it. And she kind of gave me a deadline about three months to think, to pray, to talk with people. Uh, and being a good college student, I, I procrastinated. And I waited till the last month. And so it's about a month before that deadline. And I'm starting to think, oh, no, I haven't prayed about this. I probably should get on this. Uh, and so then I committed to the Lord. I was like, God, you know what? I'm going to pray and fast. And I'm going to just ask for you to speak that you would lead me and direct me in this month to what I should do next. Um, and God spoke about 
three days later, it was the weekend, it was Saturday night, and I had a dream. Uh, in my dream, uh, I'll share it with you guys, I was driving a car, uh, I was in the driver's seat, and I was going down a freeway, there are no other cars on the freeway, and it was just me, and I was going down the, the freeway, and then I started to turn. I started to turn the wheel and take the exit ramp. And as I was turning the wheel, I kind of felt in my spirit, oh, this is the, you should stay on the freeway. Uh, it was around that time in the dream when then, you know those headphones that you see like uh, airline people wearing as they're doing the bags? Uh, it was at that time I kind of felt like I had earmuffs or those earphones on my head and it was kind of squeezing my head. And then I woke up. Uh, so that was Saturday night. So I went before the Lord in a little bit of prayer, asking for an interpretation. Again, I had been walking through blue water for about two years. So I had some tools into beginning to think, okay, what does this mean? Um, but I came to church that Sunday, and I went up to uh, Pastor Jordan and asked him, uh, I feel like I got this interpretation, but I'm just looking for how it applies. And Jordan began to interpret the dream. And we were kind of on the same page. What he said was, um, God has placed you on a freeway, right? God has placed you on a life direction, cleared out any obstacles. And if you stay on the freeway, you will get to your destination faster than if you were to take the surface streets. In your spirit, you know that's right. But there's something blocking you from hearing the Lord. And if you remove some distractions from your life, you would hear clearly. Uh, Jordan didn't know that I was thinking about coming on staff with InterVarsity at that point. He didn't know that I was fasting, already removing distractions, and he didn't know that I already interpreted it. And so what he was saying to me was actually confirming some of the things that I already received from God in prayer. So I just kind of, you know, being a good blue water person, didn't give Jordan any encouragement in the moment. <laughs> but I looked at him and I, I said, thank you, Jordan, that's spoken to my life. Um, so thank you, Jordan, that's spoken to my life. Um, later on that night, I went to a small group meeting, a small group meeting where we do things like mush pot, and we, we had a visitor who was prophesying or just giving words to people. I had never met him before in my life, but I felt like in my spirit, oh, you should go get a word from this guy. Uh, so I went to this guy and I asked him for a word. Uh, didn't know him. He doesn't go to Blue Water. Uh, but I put my hands out like this and I had, he put his hands on my shoulder. Uh, and then we had a moment of listening. No lie, this is what comes out of his mouth. I remember it because it's burned into my memory. Puts his hands on my shoulder and he says, I see a freeway. I see a freeway, and on this freeway is a jet, and this jet is wanting to take off, but something is holding it down. I think God wants to, to take you on an adventure. And not like a geographic adventure, but a life adventure. And the thing that's holding this plane to the jetway or to the runway or to the freeway uh, is the spirit of reluctancy. And I, again, being kind of like, uh, being a guy, I put on my poker face, and I was kind of like, all right, God, you got my attention. Uh, God has used prophecy to direct me, to lead me, to guide me, and even in that moment, uh, to convict me of my reluctancy. Uh, even in that moment, it felt like I had an answer. 
Uh, but I spent, again, I committed a month to prayer. And I felt like I needed to stick to that month and not just give it up because I felt like I have an answer. So I continued to fast for the rest of that month, talk with some of the, my friends, talk to some of the people who, had, who could speak into my life uh, about, is this the right decision to come on staff? Uh, I'm on staff with InterVarsity now, and God used that moment and the moments after to speak to me about my life direction and my calling. Uh, the third story I would like to share is actually from the Bible. It's from the book of Samuel. Uh, it's from the book of 1 Samuel, and it's the story of a guy or of a boy named Samuel. Uh, this story, when I was little, was one of my favorites. Uh, the reason why it was one of my favorites is because uh, I think like many kids, I was afraid of the dark. And so as I read this story, it kind of comforted me, comforted me to know that in the dark, you can still hear God's voice. Uh, this story is about a boy named Samuel who is committed to the service of the Lord at a young age. Where we are in this story is Samuel is in the presence of God. It says that a little bit earlier on. And in the presence of God, he hears his name being called. And he thinks it's his mentor, his priest, Eli. And so he goes to Eli and says, hey, did you call me? Eli says, no, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. And so where we pick up the story is this is happening not once, not twice, but for a third time. Uh, if you want to follow along on the board, if you want to open up your Bibles, it's 1 Samuel chapter 3, uh, verses 8 through 10. A third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me? Then Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. A uh, few observations I take from this passage is I love that as Samuel uh, was resting in the temple, as he was resting in the presence of God, he kind of knew where he could hear from the Lord. So he went to some of the right places. I also like in this uh, story that Samuel doesn't know what's happening right? He's hearing his voice being called out in the night, and he's not sure what to make of it. So he goes to his mentor, Eli, and said, Eli, did you call me? Totally reasonable. Uh, but Eli, using his wisdom and discernment, says to Samuel, and as I was reading this story as a kid, I was thinking of how my mom would feel if I were to come and wake her up in the middle of the night, and thinking Eli responded probably out of a little angst, like, kid, I'm trying to sleep. And then I'm wondering, oh, was he just directing Samuel to something else to kind of appease him? Uh, but I don't think that's true. I think what Eli is actually doing is he's using his wisdom and discernment, and he's hear thinking or hearing that maybe God is trying to speak to Samuel. And so he gives him some instructions on how to hear more. He says to Samuel, the way you hear more is just respond to God and say, speak for your servant is listening. The third thing I love about this passage is the posture of Samuel, uh, that he comes ready to hear from the Lord as a servant. 
Uh, I shared with you guys today three stories. Uh, and I think those three stories carry with them some lessons and some wisdom that we can hold as we go and try to seek the Lord's vo voice in our lives outside of this room, but also as we go into our prophecy service and the rest of hearing and receiving from God. Uh, I think the three stories, the three wisdoms that we can glean from these stories is that uh, everyone has a start. That at the beginning of Samuel's story, he didn't know what the voice of the Lord sounded like. But he still heard it and needed to press back into God to hear more. And so my encouragement is, if this is your first time around prophecy, if this is your first time in a setting where people are pressing in to hear from the Lord, I would encourage you to press in more. That God is not just wanting to deliver a one-off message to you, but he's actually wanting to use today to begin conversations with you, to lead and direct you in your life. I believe the second thing is the value of community. I don't know if Samuel, I don't know if myself would get to the end of the story if it weren't for community. A community that would lead, direct, confirm, uh, but also a community that would encourage prophetic spaces. And I think for us as a community, that's something we do well. But I think in our own lives, how are we creating prophetic spaces to hear from the Lord? To receive what he has in store. And then inviting the community of God to speak into that. To encourage. To sharpen. To walk beside us. So that more people will be blessed. Uh, the third wisdom is the posture of a servant. Uh, I don't think Samuel heard from God just to hear from God. And I think a lot when we read the Old Testament, there are moments where people pull away to hear from the Lord. They pull away to solitude or solitary spaces. Um, but I don't think that's the reason why Samuel heard from God in this moment. I think Samuel heard from God because he came in the posture of a servant. And one of the things for a servant is that a servant hears and then does. And that Samuel didn't just hear from God for the sake of hearing, but he heard from God so he could do something. And so as we enter into this prophetic space today, how are we hearing from God for the purpose of serving others, for the purpose of serving God, for being his hands, his feet, his voice, uh, bringing the good news, the gospel that is both love and truth. Uh, I would like to invite and I'll pray for us today as we continue. I'd like to invite up some of our prophetic ministers, Pastor Jordan, Michelle, and John Roberts to come up. And we're going to just open up this space, one, uh, for God to be speaking to the people up here, but also for God to be speaking to each and every one of you. And so I would ask that as we're giving these words, we may be speaking to specific individuals. Uh, but just because we're up here speaking to maybe specific individuals, uh, it doesn't mean that you get to sit on the bench. I would ask and call you guys to engage with those words, to release your faith that these words would land on good soil and bear kingdom fruit 30, 60, and 100 times. I would ask that even as you're hearing these words, that you would be open to hearing and weighing in your spirit. Oh, could this word also be for me? 
Or could God be wanting to use me to speak a word to this someone else today? Let me pray for us as we go into this time. Uh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today, Lord Jesus, that we see through the Bible, uh, one of the constant things is that you are a God who is speaking. Uh, but God, your word, as we read in the book of Genesis, is not idle, that you spoke into being creation, uh, that you used your son Jesus to speak your word, uh, that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And so, Father, we pray for this time uh, that, Lord, your word would go out and that it would be changeful and impactful. I pray, Father, for those who would be receiving words that we would hold them loosely before you. That, God, if they're from you, that, God, you would allow it to bear kingdom fruit 30, 60, and 100 times. But, Father, as you are desiring not just a one-off delivery, but a conversation, I pray, Father, also for those who are receiving words, uh, that these words would spark new conversations with you, Lord Jesus. Uh, we come before you to hear from you, God. Uh, May your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. I pray, Father, everything that is said would give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen.